Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's episode, the RV is en route, heading to Orange County, California, to speak with Gina Vincent. Gina is a speaker, a life artist, the creator of Exquisitely Aligned, and new podcaster. Season two of Exquisitely Aligned is out now. So, Gina, welcome to the RV. Thank you, Lucia. Thank you for making your way all the way to Orange County. It's delightful to meet you in person and be here along for the ride. Thank you. Likewise, I'm always happy to meet new people and also to be in California. It's just like a dream for me. It's a dream for me too, because I'm new here. So I'm only here for two years. So it's still every morning I pinch myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Tina, I was reading about you and I have to say we have so much in common. And I don't say that often. We both used to be yoga instructors (laughs) and we both need to be living in a warm place by the beach. (laughs) So... Gina, would you ever come to Spain and we can take our pedal boards out together? Oh, would that not be divine? Absolutely. I have been to Spain, but not to the region where you are. So I would love that. It will definitely be on my bucket list. I think we would have a fabulous time together in the sun, in the sea, and each other's presence. That would be a delightful day. Yes. Okay, so let's do it. Maybe next week. Oh, (laughs) maybe. No, no, next week. No, next year. Yes. I need a little time to book that airline ticket. Yes. (laughs) So, Dina, what does exquisitely aligned mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. So it, it means a few different things. But if I had to hone it in and really break it down to probably one sentence. Let's see if I can do that. It's about each of us becoming the truest version of ourselves, who we were born as a child, um, but being an adult. And I think when we realign and be truest, you know, the truest version of ourselves with our truths, our desires and our gifts, we become the change we want to see in the world. 
And that to me, like I see you as that person. I believe you're exquisitely aligned and uh, it's lovely to be in your presence and to be able to see the amount of lives that you touch in such an amazing way with your RV going around the, you know, around the globe, even with the high costs of gasoline, right? You're, you're doing it, you're making it happen. And that's what exquisitely aligned is we, there are so many of us that I believe um, know we have something to offer the world, but maybe we tried to fit in, or maybe we tried to please others. Uh, and it could have started in school, fitting in with our teenage friends. It could have started maybe when we started our career, our early career, you know, um, playing along the games and the roles and following the rules. And when we do that to such a, a, a what's the right word? If we do it to our fault, we give up parts of ourselves and then we feel like we're missing out on something. And I feel like that missing piece is really us being, you know, almost going back in time, taking your RV and going back to, okay, my first job, I gave up this about myself or in this marriage, I give up that or as a mom, I, you know, and when we find those missing pieces and we bring them together, we become the influence that, that you that I see you as being. And that's when you're changing the world and you're, you know, with your podcast and your books and you're touching lives. It, I know for you, from young children to adults, you know, for me, my work, I've only dabbled with kids like little bits, teaching yoga for little kids. And they were occasional classes. I didn't get to touch as many children as you continually do. But I think we each have callings for, you know, how we can live our greatest, finest, I don't know, ex most exquisite self. And I said I was going to say one sentence and there I go <laughs> off on a tangent. So, hey, let me be quiet now, Lucia. And um, I apologize. I lied to you. I said I was going to make it one sentence. And then I got, you see, I get, I'm passionate about this stuff. So I just went... <laughs> Yeah. I, I forgot. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. I wanted to talk. And first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. This means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm I feel so like that I don't deserve it, but it's okay. uh, well, I, I disagree. I disagree. I love, you know looking at your website and your magazine and, and all everything that you do, I can't even name it all. It's, um, I see you as such a gift to so many people, to the ones that are following you now and the ones that will be following you in the future. And um, it's people like you that make the change that I feel like you and I both agree is being called for right? Being, we're, we're called to do these things. And yeah, I don't have nearly the amount of seasons behind me as you do, right? I'm in my second season of podcasting, but it was me having to step courageously into that because I, I felt called. And I think, uh, or maybe I shouldn't say, I think you feel the same. Let me ask you, do you, 
do you feel like you were called in that in that divine way or in this like mystical I don't know which word it suits you but to do the work that you're doing now and who knows what you have on the back burner for the future right yeah I really feel that it fulfills my soul when I have I interview someone who tells me the story of the kid who passed away and trusts mm-hmm. me to talk to me about this so very very sad situation that I cannot even say how how a father can feel in this moment and sing the songs that he used to sing for her yeah. this for me it's like he's trusting me He's allowing yes. me to be part of his life at least for 30 minutes. Right. And this is priceless. And I I learned so much with my guests. That's I I couldn't be happier. I tell mm-hmm. you, this is what I want to be doing forever. And your work mm-hmm. is just beautiful, Gina. I I really when I was preparing your episode I said she's precious I I really want to come to to my show and I I also want to say thank you for being here and your journey to creating uh, sorry your journey to creating exquisitely aligned was not a typical one <laughs> no. no. <laughs> So can you tell us more about how this concept was created, please? Yes, absolutely. I've always been called a dreamer. And I, I, yeah, you too, you're saying yes. I, I, I think we're very like-hearted and like-minded, Lucia. I really do believe we're soul sisters. And I can't wait to be in Spain with you. And likewise, I can't wait to have you here in California so I can give you a big hug. And I always felt like being a dreamer was a, a calling and, and a blessing. And it was right for me. And My life has never been easy. I recently overheard my father, not overheard, he was saying it and not not to me, but I think to my husband that, um, you know, Gina has always, I forgot how he said it, but she's always had these crazy things happen to her and my life has been easy. Uh, interestingly enough, the older I get, or I like to say the finer I get, <laughs> because I don't feel like I'm, you know, some days I do feel my age, but uh, well, lots of times I like to think I'm just getting finer. But, um, you know, all of those little experiences, some of which were like traumas, all built up to the gifts that I now share with the world, share with my clients in my one-on-one, share with the world in the podcast. So essentially, while I was teaching yoga and married for I don't know how many years, we had our son, we adopted our daughter from Guatemala, and she was an infant. Just on the heels of that, my husband was told he needed a kidney transplant. And it was a bit shocking because his mother got sick when she was in her 60s. So I just assumed that, you know, it would be lovely if our kids were out of the house and that's when Mark got sick and I could care for him in the, at that, like his dad with his mom. But that wasn't the case for our life. And 
I was to be Mark's kidney donor. I was approved. I went through six and a half weeks of uh, proving that I was of sane mind and healthy and, you know, fit enough for this surgery. So they first removed both of his kidneys in March 2nd of 2009. And during that surgery, things went wrong, incredibly wrong. They helped his liver and I do my air quotes that you and I can see, but they helped his liver. And in the midst of that, it set him into liver failure. And that went on for eight and a half months. And I just started becoming the feisty New York Italian woman that I am not taking any, you know, what's the right word, not taking any, I was going to say shit, but that's not a nice word. But, you know, not taking any I try to keep it clean, but taking any junk from people, right? And the other thing is I'm intuitive and I have these gifts of intuition that I've had from a young age, but oftentimes people will tell you, no, shh, no, shh, shh, you're wrong. You're like, you know, kind of asking you to hush and tone it down and not be so out there with these, like when you're intuitive, sometimes people get, uh, taken aback, nervous, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but my intuition was saying, this is wrong with his health. That's wrong. We need to look at this. And so I was just very adamant and I was fighting for this life that I saw dangling out there for him. Now in my marketing, I call it our unlived life. And for him, for this situation, this unlived life was Mark being able to see Sonia dance on the stage and our son being a boy scout and, and then them, you know, being in high school and Kai graduating high school, going into college and, you know, all these things that I could see into the future, like their wedding day, maybe them becoming parents, you know, all, and him and I living a marvelous life closer to the ocean, like you. Right. And um, so that came up clearly while he was sick, me, fighting and or advocating for this, this life that he was like disconnected from he was here. And I saw, you know, so me being a connector, I wanted to connect him to that I wanted to um, what's the right word be heard. Also, you know, they were looking at me like, well, you're just the doctor's wife, my husband's a family practice doctor. So they didn't want to hear from me. They wanted to hear from him, the doctor who is now the patient. And that, <laughs> you and I know what that would look like, right? Not good. You're shaking your head and I'm, I'm with you on that. But there were all these things that I learned very quickly. And it was challenging in our marriage, Lucia. It was me arguing with Mark, you need to get to another hospital. And him saying, no, no, no. It's, you know, he was so sickly that he couldn't, he wasn't able to think the way you and I think clearly. Now he is, but then he wasn't. And so it it, it was this whirlwind of craziness. And I had a two-year-old who could beautifully say, daddy is on dialysis. And I was like, oh, like, that's not what I want to hear coming out from that little petite little voice, you know, and that little cute body but it was, it was our reality and our son was in kindergarten. So our world just kind of stopped the way the world stopped in 2020 for everyone else. Our world stopped in 2009. And 
just one day blended into the next, blended into the next. Like I didn't know if I showered. I couldn't remember if I ate my breakfast, what day it was. It was just this 911 mode, I would call it. And through that, so he finally was transplanted eight and a half months later by Mayo Clinic, Jacksonville, Florida. And that was a huge, see, I'm getting goosebumps as I say it. They were like the Ritz Carlton of, of hospitals, you know, top notch from the person who opened the door when you arrived to the doctor, to the surgeon, everybody was just filled with light and love and understanding and compassion for every person, not just the patient, the wife, they would always ask me, what are you noticing? What are you seeing? You know, where the other hospital was trying to cover my mouth, like be quiet, we're not talking to you. We're talking in medical terms, we're not talking in lay people, lay person terms. So it was a very strong contrast. And he received uh, a kidney and a liver from a woman my age, my blood type, who was also an organ donor on uh, November 19th, 2009. So he just had an anniversary and um, what a beautiful blessing. It did take about a year for him to feel and look human again, because it was so, such a crazy, you know, eight and a half months of dialysis and not being able to use the restroom to urinate, just did a number on his body, his mind, his spirit, his soul. But there was one turning point where I was sitting at Mayo Clinic. I was not allowed into the appointment because they were doing some kind of like testing that I couldn't be present for. And I picked a very sunny spot as you and I would like with the sun on my shoulders I was right up against, you know, one aisle away from the window, as close as I could be to the window. And I just sat there in prayer and meditation. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm being called for something bigger. Like this experience is for something greater than just Mark being able to continue his life and have, you know, be there for our daughter dancing on stage, our son becoming an Eagle Scout and now in college and Sonia graduating middle school, going into high school. I just felt like at that time there was something greater. And um, I just started picking up my pieces that I had given up to care for him and reconnecting with all the things that are Gina. You know, like I like to cook, I like to eat healthily, but when your husband is dying in front of you, fighting for his life, and you have two young kids, you're eating a lot of casseroles, you know, and frozen food. And, and believe me, there's a great place for those casseroles. They fed us and kept us nourished. But I wanted to go back to fresher vegetables, things that I could go pick up and cook my, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go back to having dinner parties and visiting with friends. And, you know, so it was this turning point for me of clarity. I am here for a greater calling like you. I am here to touch more lives than just teaching yoga a couple times a week. And I did have to take time because I had two very young kids and my husband, it took him a year to get healthy. And it probably took me maybe two years for me to get the weight off that I gained, for me to feel like I was sleeping again, for me to be like feel like my metabol metabolism came back. And so 
you know, I had this, it was a slow journey. It was picture an RV with a flat tire is kind of where I was. And then fixing the flat and then, you know, starting out like I was just learning how to drive at five miles an hour and 10 miles an hour. So it was, it was kind of funny, but that's how Blissed Out Fit and Feisty started. That's my parent brand. And from there, as I got more and more and more clarity, Exquisitely Aligned was born, I guess, in 2020. And um, it's just been such a huge, like you, I you're smiling at me. And I know that feeling of like, when we wake up in the morning, and we are, we're in the right space, we know what our our powers are, our superpowers are, and we're using them to touch lives in the way that we we know is possible. You know what I mean? And there was nothing worse than not being able to do that while Mark was sick. But at the same time, I really knew in my heart of hearts that my calling was to keep him alive long enough for the doctors to save him with these two organs, you know? So I'm, I don't regret it. But let me tell you, I because I'm a mover and shaker and from New York, it was hard to be slow. And, but we're called. I, I don't know if you've ever found a time in your life where something didn't happen at, at the speed that you would have liked. Many times. So. I think this call was a way for you to find your voice. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Absolutely correct. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Gina, I believe that everyone has a voice as well, which mm -hmm. is why I created this podcast. And I believe everyone should be assertive, even if there are people out there who don't want to listen. Right. And, for example, you created your company two years ago. Mm -hmm. What are some examples of the challenges you've seen people experience who come to work with you? Mm -hmm. I'll do a bird's eye view, the big picture. Oftentimes, so I call it the one size fits all lifestyle or one size fits all paradigm. Oftentimes we are asked as women of a certain age or a wife or a mother or a you know, uh, somebody who's graduating college, whatever it is, to be a certain way. And it takes us away from who I believe our divine essence, our, our inner being truly is. And it's almost like wearing a uniform. And I do not like uniforms. I, I, I think it's fun to wear my red lipstick, my fake eyelashes. And I'm not asking everybody to do the same. Uh, but I like to, I think it's fun to express our tourist self outwardly into the world. And when we do that, we, we allow others, we create the space to do that for other people. And I feel like oftentimes people are attracted to that about me, that they see me and say, clearly, you don't care what other people think. And it's true. I've gotten to an uh, place in my life where, you know, I really don't care. And I think we both, you mentioned it just a moment ago, that we each have a voice. And yes, there are people out there that are not going to tune me in. And it's okay, because I am not here for them. I'm not here to guide them. I'm not here to 
I like to say I, I, I see and hear things differently than most people and that I see the world as a beautiful place and a place that could be even more beautiful. And I see beauty as being not superficial, but super fuel. And I find that people are attracted to me for that. And they want to start shining themselves out there more. And that they're, what their biggest issue is, is they've given up pieces of themselves unknowingly most of the time, but sometimes knowingly to keep the peace. It's easier if I go along with what my spouse says, or it's easier if I, you know, don't enforce what I want to as a mom of a teenager, right? That's not a fun time. There are moments where my daughter's like, you're not a nice mom. And I said, I'm, that's not my goal in life. I'm not here to be your friend right now. You're 16 living in my home. I'm here to keep, you know, teach you how to be a better human and, and how to be productive in society. And yes, it's not always going to be what you like. And that's okay. And I'm okay that I'm not being voted mother of the year because I never set out. That's not my goal, you know, but I, I, I know how sometimes it's easy or even when Mark was sick for me to just give in to things I want another cookie. And you're like, fine, have another cookie because you're so depleted. You're not in your, you're not in your power. You're not in your, your essence. You know, you're not being exquisite that day because you're, you got a ton of other things going on. But most of the time it's, uh, I work with women and some men, they're usually adults and it's, they're missing a piece in their life. And what they find out usually with working with me is there's nothing outside of them that they're missing. They just need to call back those desires that they've had and the, their truths that only they know, you know, I can't tell them what they are, but only they know. And, and then start using their gifts to the point where they appreciate them. And like you put them out into the world, right? How horrible would it be for you today not to be, uh, you know, hosting a show, not to be publishing a magazine, you know, I think you would probably feel depleted, sad, maybe I want to use the word depressed, but you know what I'm saying? I know. And completely. that would expand out to your family. You're like everyone in your life, they would feel that energy when you were with them. And so being able to find our missing pieces and and then put it out and express it for the right people, like you alluded to before. And it is, I, I'll be honest with you, Lucy, I was doing a podcast recently and I I put a sentence in there that I wasn't expected expecting to say, but it came out and I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it, right? That's divine speaking through me, but I'm here for a select few and I can't worry about what the others think about me or say about me because that will diminish my, like I like to call it my inner flame in my heart, you know, that glow. And if I worry about that, and my kids usually say uh, years ago, somebody posted something really ugly on my Facebook ad 
And I was so shocked. And the kids were, we were on a vacation at the beach <laughs> and I, I was reading it to my husband and the kids were like, you know, mom, haters are going to hate, 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 <laughs> you know? So they're like, you know, the song Taylor Swift, right? And it's true. And we have to find the courage like you have to step out and say, I understand there are going to be people who don't understand what I'm speaking about or don't want to hear or listen. And that's fine because they can find their inspiration elsewhere if they're looking to be inspired. Uh, again, I thank you so much for doing what you do because I know what the challenges can be like for the person who's coming to me asking for that help guidance. And then for us, for you and I to be putting ourselves out there with a microphone <laughs> for the world to see and hear. And I'm not asking people to always agree with me. I just like to give them another way of seeing or hearing or, or understanding something in a different way or a shape or form, however you want to call it. I decided to have my podcast, even though I am not an English native speaker mm -hmm. and I listened to many naysayers telling me, you shouldn't do it. I said, I am going to do it. Nobody's going to stop me. It's not that I feel that I'm better than anyone. It's just because I want to do it. Yeah. It's just a great way to improve my English, to know amazing people like you lovely people mm -hmm. like you this is priceless i'm going to do it and i don't mm -hmm. regret it's almost two years that i started this podcast and i have mm -hmm. over one million downloads and mm -hmm. many many friends yes <laughs> and i i call it being frightened and enlightened you know Several people years ago, before I moved to California, when I started Bliss Out Fit and Feisty, my parent company, about five years ago, they said to me, you need to have a podcast. You should be on a podcast. Da, 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 da. And all different people who didn't know each other. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't, it didn't feel right in my, in my gut, in my core. And so I didn't. And, you know, English is my <laughs> first language. And it is really the only language that I'm able to speak fluently. And I am not the best. Like my son, who's 20, is eloquent with his words. My husband, who's 59, is really one of the things I was attracted to was the way in which he can describe. And, you know, and I thought, who am I to start a podcast? But I did. When I was in California, another friend said, you should be on a podcast show. And I thought, you're right, I'm going to do it. And I can't say like, kudos to you, two years, and you have so many listeners and so many episodes, and English is not your first language. But when we step into that place where we're frightened about something, but we're also enlightened about like the possibilities of you, you said all the friends you've made, all the lives you've touched, you know, all the way you're excited to wake up in the morning. You know, those are, I, I always say when we're frightened and enlightened at the same time, that's probably something we should say yes to. That's something the universe is saying, go for it, try it. And, you know, be 
bigger than you thought you could be. And, you know, those naysayers who said those things to you, I feel like that comes from a place of fear, their fear of, oh gosh, I don't want her to fall and skin her knee because I might not be around to put a Band-Aid on her, you know? And you're like, don't worry, I know how to put a Band-Aid if I need it, you know, or I know who to ask if I need help. And it's, again, what I see is this one size fits all where they want you to stay, no, Lucia, stay with us. This is a comfortable place. Here, nobody will judge you. Here, everybody is the same. We all look the same. We sound the same. We do the same things. I mean, and I'm being, you know, dramatic because I like to be dramatic every once in a while, but it's that that fear and that safety. And then the other part is, I think sometimes they fear, well, what if she becomes world-renowned, you know, over a million downloads? Will she be my friend still? Will she remember? So I think there's this fear of she's going to leave me behind. She's going to forget about us or she's going to, I don't know, you know, and I'm, I, I don't know you very well because we just met, but I'm intuitively know you're not that type of person when you love and adore family and friends you're the type of person who has millions of friends around the world and you connect with them and you see them and you make time. And so really there's nothing in my opinion for them to fear, right? Cause you're not going to fail and you're not going to forget them and leave them behind. But it is this, like I see it with the news here in America. I think it's very fear-based of, Oh, don't go outside. It might rain you know, you might get wet <laughs> or, and I'm, and then we have politics, which I'm not even going to allude to, but this fear of, yes, that's, I'm doing, I'm the same with you, but you know, it's, it's instilling fear in us where I'm glad that you were able to know that that person's fear was not right for you and that you were going to do it. And I, I'm imagining you feel like I do, by having only two seasons under the belt, my belt, I feel like I'm able to express myself better, that my my way of finding my words has gotten better, even though English is really my only language. I speak un poquito español and ein bisschen Deutsch, a little German, you know? But I, I would you agree? Do you feel like every time you do an episode, you're like, you know, I found another way of saying things, or I learned a new word or whatever. Yes, all the time. And I keep studying. It's all about love. And where does your confidence come from, Gina? You know, that's a great question. Let me see if I can answer that. I, I think I was just so in the parent company, right? My parent blissed out fit and feisty. I think I was just always a feisty little pain in the ass to my parents. Honestly, I, I, um, I'm very spirited and a strong believer in what I see and how I feel like my intuition, my instinct. And I'm sure my parents who love listening to interviews like this are probably laughing and nodding their head when this airs, but I'm sure I gave them a lot of gray hair because I, you know, when I always felt like whatever I believed in, I was going to stand up for. 
and stand up really tall. We are very like-minded. We must be related. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just always, I was that person from a very, very young age. I knew I never fit in or I felt that I never fit in because I wasn't, I wasn't one to go along with things, you know, like I would just be like, no, that's not right. Or that's not true. Or that's no, you know, and I had many friends and I still have friends, but I always knew that the way I thought was not always the way they all thought. Does that make, am I explaining that? Even I, though I, English I, is my one and only language, am I making sense? Is what yeah, my question is. But, um, you know, I think that it, it was just part of who I am. And I think multiple experiences of mine made me get louder and louder and, and, and now into a microphone. So just very quickly, I'll, I'll tell you, I feel like I suffered many injustices in my life from uh, uh, my boyfriend asking me to marry him if I would like to be his wife. And I said, yes. And then I knew intuitively I couldn't wash my face and look in a mirror. It just didn't, I felt like I was lying to myself. So I finally asked him, what percentage are you sure you want to marry me? He said 80. And I'm a math person. I love numbers. I was like 80%. We're in our late twenties. We have no kids, no big bills. We both have jobs. We're healthy. We have no aging parents. Like and you're 80% sure you want to marry me, you know, get out of my house <laughs> is what I said. Like, please don't call me again, delete my phone number. You know, he had a key to my place, give me my key back. And I don't know if I left anything at your house, dump it at the door, you know? And it was that, and then Mark getting sick and the doctors not listening to what I had to share with them and saying, well, we'll do a blood test. And every time the blood sh work showed, then we had an episode um, of my father-in-law being sick with Alzheimer's and being taken away by elderly aunts and uncles. And they changed the will and disowned my husband and our grandchildren and wrote Mark completely out of the will. And it was again, and then I had a head injury three years ago that again was like set me on this journey. And I think each of those plus a million more that I won't bore you with but those were turning points where it was like made me stand even taller and even taller and even and realize that each of these things have the same few things running through them an injustice of someone using power like why ask to marry me his his answer was i didn't want to see you on a date with anybody else okay well move <laughs> like you know like you don't have to you don't ask me to marry you because you don't want to see me out on a date with anybody else. Like that's misusing your power, in my opinion, and in, in, in a 20s year old way, right? He was, I think, 29, I was 27, but you know, it was this, and I was devastated. And then there was this loss of our future life. And the same as with Mark, when he was getting, fighting for his life, I saw this future life for him. And so I realized that I'm this advocate for everyone's better life, for their finest self, for those missing pieces, bringing them back, putting them back together. And um, yeah, it's it. I think it was from birth and then life experiences that just made it. It was like like a 
I don't know, like a, a, a slap in the face, waking you up. Like, this is who you are. Keep going. You know, next one, this is who you are. Keep going. And, and it, it just evolved from there. I mean, kind of a, a funny way to think about it, but I think that I was just this spicy little kid and then been through these like little ups and downs in my life where it really made me find my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And Gina, can you tell us a little bit about your work as mm-hmm. a coach? Yes. So my favorite thing, I, when I started Bliss Outfit and Feisty, I was offering groups and things like that. And I realized that's not really my favorite way to work. And I think like you, we, we come into a place where we experiment a couple things, but then we realize we, we have to do what's really good for us and the right people will come. So for me, my favorite thing to do is work one-on-one with people because the work I do is is on a soul level. It's deep, it's transformational. And I don't feel like that's something people will come into a group and feel comfortable sharing in front of strangers. Now, you and I are connectors. I think we make friends. We We don't see a stranger. We see a new friend for life and we stay connected for life and we visit them in other parts of the world, right? I think you and I are the same. I'll cry because yeah. it's true. And my kids are like, oh my gosh, you just went into the ladies room and now you're like exchange phone numbers and, you know, and then my kids say, why do people, why do strangers tell you too much information? Like they are, you know, within minutes. And I think we give people the safe space you were talking about earlier about, you know, how a dad came who lost a child. And, you know, I think he felt so loved and safe in your space the way I do here in your RV, is that it's this is a, a mobile of love moving through the world, you know, and making stops along the way. So for me, I decided to make it one-on-one, three months at a time to start. And we usually work on Zoom or Skype or whatever works best. I love seeing people's eyes. I think it's very important. So kind of like we are working now. And um, I also off- will offer now that uh, COVID has like quieted down. I have uh, in the back, in the, <laughs> I would say in my home office, a retreat plan for uh, Maui, but it's not live yet on my website. And um, that's something I look forward to in the future with people who have been through, done work with me, then they can come meet other people who are like-minded, like-hearted, and maybe form businesses together or alliances where they could come and show up on someone's show or uh, find an editor to write their book, you know, a ghostwriter to write their book, tell their story and those kinds of things. But yeah, really for me, the one-on-one work is the way I like to go because it's so personal. The other thing is, because I'm from New York, I like to work fast. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes in a group, when you have so many different personalities, it's not as easy 
when you're one-on-one, you can go deep very quickly and unearth some things or find those missing pieces and start pulling them back and seeing how they play out for the future, you know? So you connect people to each other and that's a great feeling. Yes. Gina, are you currently working on anything new? Yes, I am. So I mentioned the uh, podcast and that's been a lot of fun. It's um, I'm getting ready to wrap up season two. And like I said, I had to really step out of my comfort zone and be able to find my words a little faster and stay focused and things like that. I am also working to um, start a blog from some of the episodes from there with a little help from some other people behind the scenes who can guide me. And the other thing is working with a PR person because what frightens and enlightens me right now is the ability to, to appear on like television. So that is, yes, that is my um, biggest behind the scenes and haven't told too many people. So thank you for asking, but that is, that is the, the newest and the latest. Uh, I actually think since even I booked today's ride with you, that has come up. So that's been, um, you know, it's a little unnerving at times, right? Cause it's like new, but I feel like it's, it's definitely the direction I need to be in speaking more from that platform. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun and it's work, but it's work that doesn't feel like that four letter word work. It's, it's excitement, you know, it's, it's learning about myself and learning about my gifts and how to appreciate them and let them appreciate outwardly. And so it doesn't really, it's not the four letter word that people dread of, oh, tomorrow I have to go to work. Whereas my kids say, I have so much work. My daughter said, I'll never finish my homework the other day. And I was like, a little dramatic there, right? I mean, <laughs> No, I'm sure I can see you on TV and writing there like a star. <laughs> Gina, is there a message you would like to leave to our listeners today? Yes, I think um, I would love to encourage each of you to really uh, let your light shine and let it shine brilliantly to glow for everyone else. I think that, I don't know about you, Lucia, but I know for me years ago, I wanted to save people. You know, I wanted to save them from trauma and save them from, I don't know, destruction. Sometimes it was self-destruction, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're nodding your head. So I think you may have tried to save a few people. And we know how that ends. It doesn't end pretty. That's We're exhausted and they're in the same situation again and again. And so if, if you have that big heart, because I'm assuming if you're listening to Lucia and you're, you're riding along, you're along for the ride that you probably have a giant heart and you're out there wanting to make the world a better place that instead of saving people, what I've learned is we need to shine and we need to be that example and not like we talked about earlier, not worry about the haters don't even listen to them. Don't, don't, I realize 
if you read hate mail or read a, some a negative post that maybe somebody put on what you put out there, it's devastating. Believe me, I have thin skin. I wear my heart on my sleeve. It is, and it can be debilitating. I mean, it really can make you think, okay, I'm not going to speak again. And for me, the, the the sensation I get is like a hand over my throat, squeezing me, keeping me from using my voice. But I want to ask you to instead shine your light, shine it brilliantly, and just keep shining it. It's, it's a gift. Your gifts are huge, and they impact the world in ways that you may not know. And I let me put one little disclaimer. I usually say, so forgive me for not saying, but your world because your world might be your new baby. Your world might be your grandchildren. Your world might be your community. For me, it's the like you, it's the world over. And it doesn't have to be that you have to be as uh, well-known and renowned as Lucia. It, it's just whatever is right for you at that given time in your life. Because my world was very small when Mark was sick. And now my world can be the world over. And so keeping that instead of uh, saving people shine and be the light that they need, because you know what? I think it encourages everyone else. When we become who we're supposed to be, it's it, you become contagious, more contagious than COVID and the flu put together, <laughs> you know, and contagious in a, in a, in the right way. <laughs> Thank you so much. And also, I want to say a quote that you love that says oh. the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams by Eleanor Roosevelt. So what does this quote mean to you, Tina? Well, because I was told I was a dreamer and that I wear rose-colored glasses, when I read that quote, And it was, um, I think I was in my 20s. I don't remember where or how I came upon it. And I painted it uh, with a, using a stencil at our first home that Mark and I had as a married couple. And it lived there for years until we sold the house. But to me, I think that dreaming is important. It's not a, um, I just did an episode on uh, the importance of daydreaming. It's been proven that we're less likely to suffer from Alzheimer's if we or dementia if we daydream. It's been proven that we um, sharpen our mathematical and problem-solving skills if we spend time daydreaming. So when she says the beauty of our dreams, and today because of my business, I would say dreams and desires and our truths and gifts, if I would rewrite her beautiful quote, but we have to stay true to them and stay connected because I am a connector connected to them and bring them to fruition. Because when we do, we, in my opinion, we fulfill our life's purpose with our passion and we are in our power. And that power is, is beautiful. And I don't mean it in a feminine, beautiful way. I mean it in a like nature, beautiful way. And to me, beauty is super fuel. So You were talking about an energetic exchange before. And I see that with beauty. Like for me, I like to surround myself in beautiful places and beautiful spaces and beautiful with beautiful people. And it's not the aesthetic of beauty. It's the, the inner glowing, like you're glowing as I speak to you. I mean, your teeth, your eyes, your cheeks, your skin. 
you know, your hair is glowing and, and being in your essence, uh, Lucia is, makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this exchange. And so when we dream and we hold our, our dreams close to our heart and we allow them to, yeah, come to fruition, there's this exchange that then I, I'm waving my hands, but it's like this vibration, right? We we elevate and we transform and we transcend or whatever the word might be for you um, to a place where we inspire others to live their dreams. You know, like I am so delighted you shared with me today that people said, well, no, you're not, you know, English is not your native language. You shouldn't do this. And there you are doing it because that's what it's about. It's about saying, hey, I realize that's not your dream, but it's my dream and I'm going to go for it because I I'm, I know it's possible. So yeah, that, that quote just, it's still to this day, I just feel very connected to it. I found my soul sister today. Please Thank let you. us know where can we find you and all your contacts. So as my son would say, I didn't do a very good job of being creative. I made it easy. <laughs> so uh, my website is exquisitelyaligned.com. Mm -hmm. And just like that, uh, you can email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at exquisitelyaligned.com. And I wasn't very creative because my Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, Instagram and YouTube are all and podcast is exquisitely aligned. For me, I just wanted it to be simple and easy and uh, not so confusing, but I'd love to connect. Please reach out. I do have a meditation. May I offer that? Is that okay? Yes, of course. Okay. So if you can go to my website and should I spell it or? Please. Okay. So if you go to exquisitelyaligned.com forward slash meditation. So it's E-X-Q-U-I-S-I-T-E-L-Y-A-L-I-G-N-E-D.com forward slash meditation, M-E-D-I-T-A-T-I-O-N, I believe, if I'm spelling correct in my head. And there is a meditation that is a visual, a guided visualization meditation it's about 20 minutes long and it's about you having insights into your, what I call your unlived future, your unlived amazing future. And it's my voice and some music just guiding you down a path where you're in a castle and you can open some doors, whichever ones suit you and just, you know, kind of daydream, kind of get into that mode of what's possible. What could I step into no matter what language I speak and no matter where I am in my space, my age, my, you know, confidence level, but being able. So please come to that. I'd love to invite you. Yes. And also I want to say that Gina has a lot of materials available on her website such as guided meditation and a deck of possibilities cards. Yes. So also the last thing I have to tell you is that Gina will be on the Relatable Voice magazine in January. So I'm sure you will be able to find her. And I really appreciate your presence here, Gina, your time. This was precious and I hope... I can go back 
to California and you can come to visit me in Spain. Absolutely. We love to travel. I can't wait to meet you and hug you in person. My seatbelt's too tight. I can't reach you. <laughs> That's fantastic. So thank you again. Thank you. You're delightful. And thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And really continue your journey because you are changing the world. And that is uh, extraordinary. I appreciate it. Mwah. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.